morning. Scripture will be taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8 through 18. When you have it, say amen. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient toward all men. See that you not render evil for evil unto any man, but every, ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You may be seated. As God's children, in these scriptures, we have been instructed. There are things we should be doing all the time, such as putting on the breastplate of faith and love, a helmet of salvation, a helmet for the helmet, the hope of salvation. We have been instructed to comfort ourselves together. And edify one another. We have been told also to warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble mind. And support the weak. But out of all these things said, I want to focus on what it says in verse 18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This morning we want to talk about giving thanks for everything. Amen. Giving thanks for everything. <laughs> but before we go into it, let me, let, me, let me do this. Can I have four volunteers? Four volunteers. Somebody said, boy, what pastor about to do here? I don't know if I want to volunteer or not. That's three. If I'm counting right. They, they, okay. I got five now. 
Yeah, go ahead and get on to the side. Now, y'all take one. You take one? You take one? Now, this is what I want you to do. Look at this glass. If you see what's in this glass as being half empty, draw a line on your paper from left to right. If you see it as half full, draw a line up and down. Okay? Whichever way you see it, half empty, right, draw a line left to right. If it's half full, go up and down. That's all I want you to do. When you, when you got it, give me the paper. Okay, you may be seated. And give my pens back. <laughs> That wasn't hard, was it? Okay, Sister Roz, will you come up here with me? You take these two. I want you to show the congregation. Can y'all can y'all see this? Now, from what you're looking at. What you're saying is, I don't know whether they went left or right, up or down, or what. You can't tell, really. And what, what I want you to understand is, it don't matter. It don't matter whether the, the glass is half empty or half full. It don't matter whether you can tell which way it is. It don't matter whether you were a participant or whether you were just a person observing. But in everything, <laughs> give thanks. In everything, if I was watching or if I was doing, I ought to be giving thanks. It don't matter. Am, am, I, am, I, am I crazy? It don't matter. Whether half empty or half full, because see, if it's half empty, that means I still got something to drink. Huh? I give thanks. If it's half full, that means I've got space for more to come in that I can drink. So either way, I'm, I give thanks. No matter what the situation is, it doesn't matter. Now, when we were growing up, we were taught to say, may I, not can I, may I, please, thank you, and you're welcome. These are words you very seldom hear anymore. Not just from young people or teenagers. You don't hear it a lot from grown folks saying thank you. 
yet alone in everything giving thanks. This is something you know the world won't do, but you expect it coming from God's people. In order to give thanks in everything, we must wake up with a positive attitude. There's no such thing as, as getting, getting up on the wrong side of the bed. There is no wrong side of the bed. Whether you get up on the left or the right, you got up. We give thanks because we got out of bed. Everything may not always go the way you want it. Huh? But you got up and gave thanks. Okay. No matter what, you got up. Who can say today they woke up and everything went perfect? You had your coffee. You went to work or you went to the store. You cut all the lights. It was all green for you. No traffic. You went to the store. The store was empty. Everything you got was on sale. You saved money. At work, you pleased the boss. Everybody gave you a compliment. You came home, food was on the table. Perfect. Everything went your way. You say you woke up. You just had a dream. But give thanks, it wasn't a nightmare. Has anybody had one these days? If all that I said, if one thing out of all of them happened, you give thanks. If you're still waiting for one of these things to happen, you still can give thanks. Now, how many, how many give thanks before they eat? Amen. Be honest. Do you mean it? Or, or is it just religious? You know how I mean, you, you just, well, this is what I was taught, and, and I, just, I just better do it before I eat anything. So let me ask this. You go out to eat. The time is not right. You go to a perfect restaurant, but it's crowded. You got to wait before you're seated. You get in your seat, and where you sit at, the person behind you keeps bumping your seat, and the seats ain't good, so every time you go to, to, to relax, you get bumped. You order, and when your order comes, they forget to give you something that you asked for. You watching everybody else eat, 
and you still waiting. When you get your meal, everybody just about finished. And the price, the check, Selah. You remembered, you gave thanks before you ate. But how many of you remember to give thanks after the fact that you didn't get anything the way you wanted? In everything, we still should give thanks. In this imperfect world, we must give thanks in everything. And I can hear a feather on carpet. Not just for the things that goes our way, but also the things that don't. Not just for the little things we receive, but also for the big things that we don't receive. What is happening is not a coincidence or happen chance. God does not operate and does not work on happen chance. When Moses delivered Israel, how many know everything didn't turn out the way he wanted? They didn't just walk out of Egypt. They had trials from point A to point B. Without trials, there is no growth in faith. I, I know, Pastor, I don't want to hear that. I'd rather grow in my faith than not be tried. But give thanks. Now, look at Luke chapter 7, 17, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Thank you, Lord. Look what it says in 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Listen, they said, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus responded, go show yourself to the priest. Jesus wasn't afraid to have them approach him. And Jesus knew what they wanted. Jesus knew what have mercy meant. But my question is, when you cry out to God, do you know he knows why you're crying? But does he only hear from you in times of trouble? Does he only hear before you go to bed or when you're about to give thanks for your meal? How often does God hear from you? Does he have to... Jesus said, oh, Lord, listen, Tony, Tony talking. 
He took the time to say something to us. Or his only thing, only time, oops, you know, I heard him say Jesus because somebody stepped up in front of him. He said it because he stomped his toe. How often does God hear from us? And when he hears, is it giving thanks? Again, the feather fell on the carpet. It says in verse 15, and one of them went when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Are we counted with the nine that keep going? Or are we the one that turns and give thanks in everything? And Jesus answered, answering said, where were, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. In everything we do, we should give thanks. But this is the will of God concerning us. Not just in the things we want. Not just in the surprises the flesh gets. But in everything, give thanks. I mean, if you think about it, what is the attitude of a child at Christmas time when they're opening up presents? Thank you, thank you, especially if it's what they wanted. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I remember one particular time with my three children and Christmas and all the, the things that we had bought them, I mean, I went all out. I mean, there wasn't no room in, in, in the room. I made sure that they enjoyed. And they're just opening up, I mean, ripping, ripping. Oh, thank you. Oh, look what I got. Oh. And you know what they said after the last present? Is that all? Is that all? I mean, you know what? You can't, first of all, be God-given. And at no particular point in time are you going to say to God, is that all? Because he, because he just keeps on giving. Every time you get up, give thanks. Every time you lay down, give thanks. Every time you got something you can eat, give thanks. Every time you can live and move and have your being, give thanks. Every time you can speak, Give thanks. Every time that you can walk, give thanks. Every time you can sit down, give thanks. Every time you can hear what Pastor is saying, give thanks. Because there's somebody that cannot do any of those things. Give thanks. Look at what it says in Romans about a day and eating. Romans 14 and 6. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. 
Regard means to look upon, to observe, or consider, to hold in esteem or favorable. Whether it's Sunday, whether it's Saturday, whether it's Wednesday, whether it's Thursday, whether it's Monday, whether it's Tuesday, we observe and look on this day and we give thanks for it is unto the Lord, for it is the Lord's day. This is the Lord's day and I will rejoice and be glad in it. So if a person observes a day that you don't or consider a day you don't, they are giving thanks and do it as unto the Lord like you do. Whether they eat meat or not, they are giving thanks and do it as unto the Lord just like you do when you eat meat. Vegetarian or noatarian, give thanks. 1 Corinthians, 13, 1 Corinthians 10 and 31 says, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense neither to the Jews, not to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Look at 2 Samuel 22. Look at four verses here. Verse 1 and 2 and verse 50 and 51. And when you get a chance, go ahead and read the entire chapter. But verse 1 and 2, first of all, says, And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. David was a warrior and a man after God's own heart. If you continue to read this chapter, you will find David saying, sang and gave praises to God for what he has done for him. We should be giving praises unto God all the time. What God has done for us and to us. David said things like, I, I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. How many know that is nobody but Jesus? What he was writing was the foretelling of who was to come. David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice. If you're in distress, who do you call? And don't say Ghostbusters. Why do you cry out? Who do you cry out to? And when you do, who hears you? In, in, in verse 50 and 51, David said, Therefore, at all that has happened, of all that God has done, of all that I'm saying, therefore I will give thanks unto the Lord among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king and showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and to his seed forevermore. Saints, no matter what the circumstances, 
we need to give thanks unto the Lord. While we live, while we are here and have our being, we need to give thanks. Psalm 6 and 5 said, For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. The psalmist says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. At midnight I will rise up and give thee thanks. When Jesus took the loaves of bread and fish, he gave thanks. When Jesus gave communion, he took the cup, he gave thanks. He took the bread and communion, and he gave thanks. So whatever you might be going through, give thanks. No matter who does not agree with you, give thanks. Even when you think you should have gotten more, give thanks. When people persecute you, give thanks. When the trials seem to be unbearable, give thanks. When you know you missed the mark, give thanks. Even if you may not agree or like this message preached, let the church give. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.